All right, I'm pressing record. Enough planning. Before I start this podcast, I have a quota document for the day with all of my ideas. And I'm trying to structureize it in a perfect way, like I'm the person who's going to stick to a script. You know your boy goes tangents on tangents on tangents. So fuck it, I'll just press record. I can't believe it. We made it to episode 24, I think. So welcome to Kitsikaz, the podcast with a terrible name. Uh, even though someone said that they liked, I think it was a DM or a comment. They were like, yeah, I really like the name Kitsikaz. I think it's good. So I'll fucking know. Maybe probably I'll keep it. I don't know. So in this podcast, I'm talking about my personal self-development journey and trying to make it in life, whatever that means. Very open-ended goal, I would say. Uh, we're going to discuss habits, routines, pomodoros, work, work-life balance, working out healthy food, life hacks, being a dad, self-help books, running startups, creating apps, and a bunch of other things. Or we're going to discuss something completely else because going to go on tangents. So if this is your cup of tea, walk with me, put on your headphones, put on your shoes, go for a walk. It's freaking amazing. Even in winter, I walked today. It was like zero degrees outside, still walked. Uh, topic of the day is going to be a bunch of random shit. Don't forget to send me video questions. So only one person has done that, does, 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 so Russian, has done that so far. So thank you, Yuri, for sending that or send me a question in the comments. Hopefully, I'm going to answer one of your questions today. Um, no conferences that I'm going to soon. Um, yeah, so let's do a quick bench review and then let's move on with the day. Sleep time and sleep score. Uh, yesterday, I was recording a podcast late, so I went to bed late around 11.30 and I woke up around 7.30, 7.40-ish, so slightly moved all of the plans from the morning. Um, hydration, it's it's working fine. This pepperoni is working fine for me. Uh, fasting, as always, I'm doing like around 18 hours of fasting. I started another one. Weight, I forgot to measure myself today. I'm not doing any sorts of cheating, like I don't feel like I had some cheat meals or whatever. I just forgot to measure uh workout i'm really glad that today i work I, I woke up with sore muscles after a long time so i've been using this copilot app which has like the do the tricep extension and yesterday your boy just did the balkan disco workout by myself one hour no copilot and finally i woke up and every muscle in my body hurt so i woke up with like fuck yeah dude this is what i wanted probably i'm gonna be canceling copilot I have a new plan for my workouts so i stuck to this old plan for like 0.3 hours and now i have a new one you're gonna hear about it later uh, walking, I did my walk today. I have like around 16,000 steps and I'm planning to go out and walk my dog after this. So probably it's going to be around 17,000, 18,000 steps today. Uh, meals, everything is green. The only little cheaty thing that I'm doing is I don't have protein powder right now because it arrives from space, from Mars. I, I can't wait for them to produce this protein powder on Mars for me to fucking get it. So I'm cheating a little bit by using maple syrup on honey. I've been using maple syrup for two days and my wife saw it on the counter. She's like, <gasps> have you been using maple syrup? And I'm like, yeah, I'm a human. Give me a break. So that's the only cheaty thing that I've been doing. Still killing this oatmeal daily. And I fucking love it. I, I Remember the diet that I said I'm going to go on? What was it called? The low carb, slow carb. Fuck all that, dude. Oatmeal for life. Uh, Pomodoros. I'm a donut because we had a very long meeting with MJ today. It was probably around an hour-ish, I would say. Less than an hour, but definitely two Pomodoros. And I missed, while I was working on the course, Ale fucking Luya, I missed one Pomodoro. So today I would say around four and a half hours of work, which is way better. Like we're getting there, but I don't have the habit. Like I have a, a there's a feature in Benji. If I go to settings, I'll show you. There's this feature, which I don't have enabled. If you go to the desktop app and you go to menu bar three, like it says, show a warning when there's no active Pomodoro. Like I cannot show you right now because it's in the menu bar and I'm not capturing that. But I'm disabling this just because when I'm recording the course, I don't want the big ass thing in the menu bar. But now I realized I, I, I started hiding the menu bar. But when I hide the menu bar, I cannot see the warning, whatever. When I'm finished with the course, this is going to nudge me more. But I think I mentioned it before. The more I see it in so many things rhyme because I'm Lil Wayne in the last couple of sentences, right? Um, so the more you see this in your menu bar, the more you ignore it. 
So at first it was like, God, what are these tomatoes doing? Oh yeah, I need to start a Pomodoro. Now I just don't because I got used to looking at it there. So I guess in order for me to start using Pomodoros properly, I need something to block my screen and say, hey, donut, start a Pomodoro. Maybe we should change tomatoes for donuts finally, have a new Pomodoro technique. Anyway, habits. Let's look in the habits. I hope I checked everything for today. And by checked everything for today, I mean that there's a lot of unchecked things. It's not bad. It's not bad. Trust me. Let, let's just close this sidebar. When you look at it this way, it looks nicer. It's not that red. So I fucked up no social because the iPad is now unblocked. I fucked up eat bre breakfast mindfully because my wife was not around. So the iPad was around. <laughs> you know, That's my new wife, basically. Um... I clean my face, but I just don't like, I, I cannot fit moisturizing anywhere in there in my day. I hung on a bar, did my uh, plank and everything. So that's that's great. Night routine, we don't talk about it. Afternoon, I'm, I am I have solid hours of coding today. I don't know how many. I'll try to look at them right now and tell you how many hours of coding. It's better than zero. I was on a bad streak of zero hours of coding, but today I was working on the course. And let's see what Uncle Waka Time will say. I'm using this plugin called Waka Time. That's W-A-K-A Time which is tracking how many hours of coding you're doing per day. And if Wakadime can move and tell me how many hours I have, that would be freaking nice. I think Wakadime is still loading, so I'll just go to the, yeah, one hour and 56 minutes. So two hours of coding. And this doesn't count the time that you spend in a browser. It just counts the time literally coding. So you can always add like half an hour or an hour to that. So I'm, I'm happy that I'm back to this a little bit. Uh, and the anytime routine, as you can see, everything is, is great. It would have been golden if I had protein shake at home. I don't because I'm a donut. So it's not uh, golden, but way better than yesterday. Definitely one of these days I'm going to implement the percentage-based improvement in Benji to know basically what's the percentage of habits for today and how are you better than the other days? Because this way I just look at, oh, this is red, this is green, but I, I need like a, I need a number. I want to know that I'm better 1% every day. If you just did something every day for 360, you know, that fucking cringy post on Instagram, but it's kind of true, you know, every day just a little bit and you're going to get there. Let's just go quickly to our goals, getting to 85 kilos, getting there very slowly, but I'm going to fucking get there. I'm going to look like a skeleton. Paying out this house, I'm making moves. You know, let's just call, like, I, I like the situation that I'm in right now. I don't feel desperate anymore. I like that you guys are watching. I like that you're commenting. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment and a review on the podcast apps. But I, I, I really think, think that things will be different this time. So I'm not doing anything to directly pay off this house, but I think the right moves will lead me to my products, making money and paying off this house. Four books per month, how we'll see, depending on how many times I'm at the dentist. Being at the dentist directly correlates with how many books am I listening to on audiobook because I'm listening on the way there while I'm driving on the way back and at the dentist until she interrupts me with something like, and I'm like, what? What are you saying? She's like, what? whatever. So yeah, six pack this summer. I hate working on my core and I hate the advice from my mom. She's like the most mom advice ever. You look great, but you need to do more stomach exercises. Woman, how can I tell you? There's no such thing as spot fat reducing like it doesn't exist like fat loss but only in one spot yeah you either lose fat in your entire body or you cannot just target the stomach and be like you just gotta do more abs sweetie doesn't work like that also i hate working on my course like a punishment fixing leg pain i finally have um see just me babbling on this podcast did something about this i would have dragged this for forever but um i have a meeting with arthur my physical therapist the one who was helping me the like tomorrow at 5 p.m i would love to end on friday you know after everything is said and done at 5 p.m I would love to have a meeting with a physical therapist. Fuck yeah, dude, but there's hope. So that's great. All right, so things that happened today. I have a new I have a new plan regarding workouts. Why do I have a new plan regarding workouts? Let me see if I can share my calendar with you if there's nothing private in there that you're not supposed to see. Uh, I think you've seen the calendar and you know that every morning, like I have Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 
uh, it's going to be strength workout and the rest of the days is like walking on the treadmill in the morning. I don't like that because I don't like starting with my work too fucking late. I don't like it when it's like 10, 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. and I'm starting with work and I'm like, I need to do the sauna, fuck all of that. So today I watched a, a YouTube vlog uh, by a woman explaining her routine and she said that I, she switched uh, the strength training to the afternoons because it wasted a lot of time and it wasted a lot of energy in the morning. So then when she came to work, she felt like, I don't want to do anything. And I feel like that. But you might be like, kids, we're listening to this. You were doing that for a while. But you said, like, basically, if I do my work in the morning, then I get exhausted. And there's a slight chance that the workout might not happen. But I have a solution. I hate using Copilot. I don't like this virtual training relationship. Honestly, it feels like training with an AI. It doesn't feel like training with a real trainer. He just makes a list of exercises and that's it. So I want a real trainer to start coming to my place. And basically what I'm going to do is, my plan is to immediately start working in the morning, have like a very, very short morning routine, maybe take out my dog when the weather is nice, just not to go on the computer immediately. And then to make sure that I'm training at 3 p.m. I have a training booked with a trainer at the end of my workday, maybe 2.30, 2.45, something like that, just so I can have one hour of workout, 15 minutes to shower, and then I go upstairs and we have lunch. So that's that's the plan. And I think that's way better than me wasting kind of my entire morning. And then I just prolong it a little bit. I'm like, Today, I was like, hey, MJ, let's postpone the meeting for 15 minutes, for 30 minutes, and I don't take my morning seriously. I think that's the most energetic part of my day, and I'm just wasting it on this training. So I wanted to make sure that I'm still going to do the training and that I'm only going to do it if if I do it with the trainers. That's my uh, freaking plan. Um, another thing is I got fed up with having, like, I realized that you got to have random events in life, like random errands, like washing the car, taking the dog to the groomer, taking the dog to the veterinarian, uh, getting a haircut, of taking the baby to whatever, vaccines or taking her to the doctor. Like there's so many things that happen throughout the week. So I decided I'm going to try an old thing that I've tried at some time. At some point is swapping Wednesday for Saturday. So basically, you know, I was thinking about it. And today I just told MJ, you know what? Like, fuck it. Let's just do it. From next week, Wednesday is my Saturday. Meaning on Wednesday, try to book anything. Meeting with people, um, any errand that I need to do. Batch like multiple errands. Like go to the dentist three times or to the mall or getting bubble tea. I'll do everything on fucking Wednesday. And then I know that on Saturday, there's no one around. There's no one to bug me. There's no meetings. There's no errands. I know that Saturday should be one of my most productive uh, work days because I don't have training. I don't have anything like it's going to be only for work. And on Wednesday, like I also have to have some family time because usually the weekend is for family time. But if I swap it, like I'll try to balance on Wednesday to do as many errands and chores and possible and also to have some chill time. But then on Saturday, it's going to be my work day. going to try this for hopefully a couple of weeks. I changed my mind way too often. I don't know if I told you about the situation where uh, when we were a bigger team in CZ, it was like Zico, Pranit, me, and Maria. And we were having a Zoom meeting, but I'm changing my mind so much that it 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 turned into a meme eventually that I cannot choose, you know, which path are we on. And at some point, I connected to the Zoom meeting somehow twice, and one version of me was like faster and the other version was slower or whatever. And I think Zico took a screenshot of the two versions of Kitze seeing two different plans. Like one plan would be like, we're going to go all in on Benji. And one plan was like, let's go all in on CZ. So... We're going to see if my Wednesday and Saturday plan works out this time. I'm going to let you know. And yeah. What else? So we had a meeting with MJ. He suggested also Monday and Friday to be no meeting days. Just so I can have two days when I know that no meeting will happen on these days. And I can actually plan um, to, to do my work. I got fed up with me not recording the course. So I had a proposition from MJ, which unfortunately he rejected. But we're going to figure out something. I decided to bully myself into finishing this fucking course, man. I'm tired. I'm really tired. Like I just envision the day where I'll wake up, there's not going to be course for me to record and I'll just code on veggie. It will be bliss for me. So I propose to him that any day that I don't record the course, at least one video, 
he gets the next day off. Basically, MJ is going to Hawaii. Basically, MJ is going to have a very long vacation. He's laughing right now. He's listening to the podcast. He's laughing. But I'm a stubborn motherfucker. I'm not going to let him have that. So today, I recorded five modules of my course. So I didn't record for three hours, but I realized that maybe because I, I put this intimidating block in my calendar, like my entire day was like record zero to ship. Maybe that's why it was, I, I, I felt repulsed, repulsed by it. I was like, oh no, that's fucking too much. Like today, I didn't set like how many hours I'm going to record. I'm like, okay, let's just go and start recording. And then it flows. You know, once you start one video, I think I mentioned the fucking thing. There's a video that I recorded called the Lego Epiphany. The short version of it is like, if you look at a box of, a box of Legos and you look at the box sealed, it's too into, like this castle behind, like this, where, where's the thing here? This is the Harry Potter castle. It's like, I don't know how many pieces. And when I saw it in the box, dude, it's like the box is too fucking big. And it has like, I think 34 packets in it. So it's, I'm never going to build it because I was too intimidated by it. But when we lived in a previous apartment, now I don't even know where the packets are. Like I decided, okay, how about I just, you know, open the box and I take out to count how many packets are in there. Packets, nylons, whatever you, you call those things. So it's grouped and numbered. So I'm like, okay, it's that many. How about I move everything aside, like move everything and don't care about how many of them are there and just open one of them and drop the blocks on the table. Okay, now it's easier. And then I was like, let me connect two blocks, one with the other. And that's what I did. And you can already get where the metaphor is going. Like I see this pattern with everything in life. Like it's very hard to fucking start the thing. And I would have the problem when I would finish one Lego, I would take way too big of a break before starting another Lego. Side note, I'm listening to My First Million podcast and Sam, who's also a dad of a girl, and he's older than me. I think he's around 35. He also got into Legos. And I'm like, fuck yeah, there's dozens of us, dozens of people above 30 doing Lego because it's a very relaxing, mindful activity. You put your mind on something else and the only thing you have to do is follow brick by brick. Usually it's not like that with other things in life. Like it's very complex. Like, I don't know, launching a course. It's not like brick by brick. It's like too many things that you need to do. Anyway, back to the topic of the Lego. Um, I would feel intimidated by the next box. So I got into a habit. When I finish a box, I don't let the other boxes stand on the shelf. I just take one packet from the next one and I put it on a table and I drop the things. And if I can, if I have time, I'll just group them by color. So next time when I pass that table, I'm like, oh, I can do this because it's like way too easy to jump into that. So a metaphor for this, like a parallel here can be like an option that I want to add in Benji is to break down your tasks with AI. Basically, the AI will go through all of your tasks and it will tell you, hey, this is not actionable. You need to break this down into subtasks. Because if it's not an action, like a lot of books about to-dos have, have talked about this. If it's not an action you can take right now, if it's just too broad, like your brain just doesn't want to do it because you cannot do that action. You got to figure out what are the sub-actions. So I want to make this more easier in Benji by using AI and breaking down all of your tasks. And basically the AI figuring out, hey, some of your tasks are not actionable. Do you want to break them down into smaller tasks? And also have a button for manually drilling down into a task or a project or a goal or whatever it is. I think that's going to help a lot of people, including me, because it's always, the hard thing is just pulling out one step and taking it. So it was like that with the course. Like a lot of times when I took break from recording the course, it's, it's, it was all about recording that first video. When I record the first video, like it flows and I can record and I can record and I can record and it's fine. So today I recorded like five modules and I'm going to tell you the calculations that I made. I put some calculations in here. Uh, we have these techniques log in zero to ship. So basically, um, yeah, it's like that. I'm going to even try to share my screen here. So we have, um, these are the total amount of modules. So I'm using Coda for this. For people who are listening to audio, I'm sorry, maybe you can hop on YouTube and I, I'm going to try to narrate everything I'm saying. 
So we have total 158 techniques that I'm planning to cover and then I promised people that I'm going to cover in the course. Like I can always scale my promise back. Like there's some things in super extra here, like desktop apps and mobile PWAs and AI integration. I can always be like, hey guys, I gave you most of the course. I don't need to give you framer animations and whatever, but I'm not that person. And unfortunately I'm going to push it until the end. And everything that I promised is going to be in this course. Even though I think it's not going to matter for most of the people, they're not going to make it to these chapters. So right now for people who are asking me, when are you going to finish the course? It's basically finished. I'm just adding the extra and the bonus parts. Anyway, so I finished uh, 87 modules so far, but I haven't finished 71 modules. So I'm 50% done with the total of the course. And I made this Coda formula. This is why I like Coda over Notion. Like in Coda, you can go anywhere in your document, you can press equals, and suddenly you can type in, um, you, you can add formulas, calculations, whatever you want. You can add these sliders. Like I can do this and I can type slider. And suddenly I can do this slider and this slider can control my tables or whatever. So, you, so for a programmer, it feels very, like I can build mini apps. So I was like, okay, just not to be intimidated by the size of my course, let me calculate. Um, if I cover X amount of techniques per day, how many days will it take me to finish the course? So here if I put three, it says that it's gonna take me 24 work days, which in total is like 34 days with weekends. And I'll finish it approximately on 13th of March. And I'm like, okay, let's crank that up to five modules, five techniques per day. So that way I'm gonna finish it at, um, at the end of the month. So this is literally the same days my in-laws are coming. Uh, it's the same day. So I, I like this as a goal. I'm like, okay, I'll finish it because last time they were here, I had the opportunity to work more because they were helping with things, but I'm a donut and I didn't finish it. So this time I want to finish it before they come here. The problem is for a lot of these things, a lot of these modules in this, this course that you see here, it's like they're very hard to get into. There's not like, you cannot easily jump into coding them. For example, setting up Mailgun DNS with mail DNS with Namecheap or whatever. Like it's a complex topic because last time I did it was probably a year ago and, and now I need to remember and dig into my apps and basically the recording part is going to be smaller because most of the part is going to be research where I'll be 100% honest with you. Never in one of my apps have I personally coded sign in with GitHub, sign in with Twitter or sign in with Google. So it's probably easy. It's not that hard, but I'll need to research that first. So it's not about I can easily jump into recording. So I cannot just start recording. I need to do a little bit of research. So that's been preventing me um, until now, but but hopefully with this new bet that we have with MJ, he was like, sorry, my company doesn't allow me to take days off. So I have to still report doing some things. But tomorrow we have another call. I'll try to find a way to have some serious, you know, consequences if I don't do this. But I think now when I have the calculation, I feel like more motivated that actually if I do five modules, I'm gonna, I, I see the date. Like I know when I'm going to finish. There's just five modules per day, takes the doctor away. So uh, yeah, hopefully by the end of the month, the course will be done. And from March, we're going at it, boy. Um, what else? I feel weird that my email is just cleared all the time. Like, uh, as I told you, I gave MJ access to all of my emails, everything that we order online, like whatever, everything, he, he sees everything and I don't care. But it's weird when I'll check my email from time to time and I just see a couple of emails assigned to me. I don't see the spam. I don't see the customer issues. Like he's dealing with everything magically. So MJ, you're watching this, I know. And by the way, I didn't put it as part of our contract with MJ to force him to watch this. Like this is optional. He started watching it on his own. I appreciate that because I'm ranting and I'm telling about a lot, a lot of my problems about work and life and whatever. And instead of wasting a meeting on this, like he can just watch this, probably speed it up and he can get a lot of things, but it's totally voluntarily. So I want to say that as someone who usually nitpicks and see the negative side, like I want to see the positive side of so far having MG in my life. You've helped a lot, so so thank you. And I see our co collaboration is getting better and better and better. I'm learning more to give a little bit better feedback to people because I realized like a couple of days ago, I had the call with Edu who started working on Benji again. 
and he asked me he was like hey man like you mentioned in your podcast that you're not happy with your contractors and yada 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 and i'm like why am i a piece of shit like this instead of you know because what happened with Edu is of course i was busy with things and he would ship code and instead of me telling him what i don't like about the code instead of me reviewing that pr i would be like lgtm looks good to me fuck it ship merge 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 and then i would look at the code especially for from two different contractors who are both new to the stack and to all of this and i'll allow them to merge everything and i'll look at the code and i'm like oh i wanted this differently well you had the chance to say that you wanted it differently you don't so i'm horrible at feedback and now that you told me this i was like you know what i was terrible at giving pull request reviews because i feel that i'm bothering people i don't like leaving comments on people's code i'm like oh i don't want to be that guy you know like oh, leave a semicolon or whatever but a lot of times it's for important things or a lot of times it's for code they don't know how it should be written they don't know how i would write it and it's some other parts of the app have that code so basically i don't communicate that with them and I, a lot of times i find myself expecting for people to read my mind so i'm fucking that up and i'm gonna try to be better um regardless if it's a code review or giving feedback i'll try to be better because i have this thing and it's coming from like my family we are like that unfortunately uh which is a bad trait and i'm trying to eliminate it from my life because for the longest time whether it's with uh, my wife or with with family or whatever like we have this trait when you don't like something you don't say it but you just change your face this is the worst personality trait to have ever like you just change your face and you start spreading negativity instead of just saying plain and simple hey i don't like this let's find a solution about it it's that simple that's how normal people communicate i won't like something and probably because i don't know how to find a resolution or it's like too complex or whatever i'm like mm -hmm, uh, mm, and i'll start making faces so it is the, the worst toxic trait to have. I hate that word toxic, but it is. It is. It's better to tell people, hey, I don't like what you did. I don't like this code. I don't like how you prioritize your day. I don't like this and that. Please change it in a way. I mean, you can be positive the first two, three times. If someone, of course, doesn't do something for the 50th time, you're not going to have the patience to be positive. But it's very dick to be like, you know, okay. And then just to make a face and then people need to decipher you and be like, oh, what is wrong with you? Why is he like that? So I'm going to try to change that. And I realize... The more honest and positive, like, I need to learn to frame my feedback more positively because when people are good, like, for example, all the positive things that MJ has brought to my life or Edu with the code or whatever, like, I just merge their pull requests and I expect more immediately. I'm like, oh, give me more. Like, that's not enough, you know? I'm not like, hey, that was an amazing job. I'll just leave a thumbs up on Slack and I'm like, oh, that's enough because I'm a terrible people communicator. Like, I'm not, I'm not supposed to have this role. I think I mentioned this before when I was talking to the person who recommended MJ. Like she was like, you got to learn in life to be more. That's not Twinkle. That's like someone else from Athena. You, you got to learn in life to, to, to how to delegate and how to talk to people. And I'm like, do you understand that my life goal is to talk to only a single person in my organization? Because if I talk to five people with one of them, I'm going to fuck up. I don't want to learn extra people skills. I don't want to learn all of that shit. I just want to be the introvert programmer who's like doing his thing and to have one person like a CEO of my company who's dealing with the feedback of everyone otherwise like I'll try but I'll never change my personality 180 you know um I'm I am who I am in that regard and um I don't see myself you know being the nice people communicator who's gonna pump everyone about something like I for now I'm not that I'm not that person but I'm trying so, uh, yeah, what else did I wanted to mention today? I was recording a bunch of SOPs and writing SOPs, standard op standard operating procedures for MJ. So from today, I'm delegating the podcast to him because sorry for yesterday, I fucked up the episode. Because remember when I said, oh, OBS is complaining about something? OBS was complaining that somehow my computer got slow for whatever fucking reason and the recording was choppy. 
So I was about to upload the video with the choppy, half, half of the video was choppy, when MJ texted me on Slack, hey man, do you know that the audio is cut off? And then I see, I'm like, audio is cut off, video is choppy, I'm not doing this anymore. So anytime OBS is gonna warn me, I'm gonna stop this and start a new recording, just not to get into that situation again. But I also decided that, you know, I'm taking these minutes for granted. Like after this podcast, I have to take like 15, 20 minutes optimizing audio, doing this and that. And then in the morning, I also take 15, 20 minutes, probably more, 30 minutes doing thumbnails and shit. So today we had a long call with MG, I explained everything. I wrote everything as a procedure, how to do a thumbnail, how to do this, how to do that. And from tomorrow, he's going to take care of that. Um, so we spent a lot of time on that. I had a short call with Zico. I had some questions and opinions about whatever. I don't want to. I don't want to make this a programming podcast or rant, whatever. So I don't want to bore you with technical details. I had a question. He shared his screen. He's not using CC for development, even though he worked on CC and he has a CC license. He had Arc open with localhost 3000. Asking what the flippity fuck is wrong with you? And he was like, "Well, CC starts slow." And I'm like, "Do you know what else starts slow? Photoshop, Adobe Premiere, Adobe After Effects, Figma, because it's a desktop app. It's doing more than a website." You don't, but you started at the beginning of your workday when you're planning to work on programming and you quit it at the end of your workday when you're done with programming and then you go back to the other browser, whatever the fuck it is. Anyway, makes my blood boil. Fucking Zico, but he's helpful. He knows a lot of shit. Fucking guy. Um, what else did I do? I was, uh, I switched to perplexity. I don't know if you've heard of perplexity, but basically I had a couple of Google searches that ended up in nothing and Twitter all the time is like, you should try perplexity. It's so hard to say, perplexity. So I was like, fuck it, I'll try this. And I posted, go on my Twitter, twitter.com slash Dikitse, and I posted a bunch of screenshots, what Google gives you as a result when you ask a question. Like for Google, you gotta know Google foo, right? You gotta know which terms to put in. And you're fucking word, man, perplexity. Like my grandma is never gonna use it because if she tries to say it, she's gonna get a stroke. Change your name, perplexity. Call it Moogle or something, you know? Something that my grandma can say. Fucking Christ. Speaking of my grandma, side tangent. Like I had a call with, <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned this on a podcast, poor woman. Uh, she's watching YouTube on her Android tablet and she's watching recipes and shit. And, and I'm like, how's your friend going? She's, she calls it my friend. Uh, and I'm like, how, how is it going with your friend? And she's like, ah, oh, I started to hate, you know, watching videos. And I'm like, why? What happened? She's like, oh, all of these titles, like, this is the last recipe you'll ever need. Or like, if you don't watch this dumpling recipe, what do you do? And the poor woman, like, she doesn't know that it's clickbait and she falls for the titles. And she's like, the dumpling recipe was nothing special. I can do better dumplings. I'm a grandma. Don't fall for these fucking titles. It's called clickbait. How do you tell this to an 80-year-old woman? Don't clickbait for fuck's sake. Be like this podcast. Zero clickbait so far. No <gasps> faces. No, you'll never believe. My, I, I died and resurrected. I think it's no clickbait so far. You roast me if I'm doing clickbait. Please call me out. Um, another side, 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 side tangent. I had a call with with a friend. Shout out to my boyo, boyo. Uh, we had a long call today. And um, it's not only him. A lot of people have asked me about the views and what are your plans for the podcast and how are you planning to optimize it. Understand this, that all of my products so far, Sizi is built for selfish reasons. I need it for myself. All of the features we prioritized for Sizi, like unfortunately we ignored a bunch of customer shit because I wanted some things. I need them for myself. Benji. What am I building Benji for? If I was optimizing for customers, I wouldn't have built packing features and tracking sauna and whatever because nobody needs that for now. I would optimize, like there's like probably 200 open issues about Benji, but I'm optimizing things for myself and I'm hoping, you know, that other people will like the outcome. Same for this podcast. Like I don't expect, you start a solo podcast, first of all. Second of all, you do it daily, which is like overwhelming for a lot of people. Like my wife is watching the podcast, but she cannot keep up with all of the episodes, even though I find it very sweet. I go upstairs, you know, it's her only free time in the day and she'll be with D. 
And I'm like, sorry, we didn't have time to. And she's like, it's fine. I'm watching your podcast. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like, we're still spending time in a way, you know? So some days that happens. And I find it very sweet that after all my rambling, like we're together at breakfast and lunch and we spend time in the day, she still voluntarily wants to listen to me on a podcast. Like that's marriage material. I'll marry you again. I don't know if she's listening. But now it's hard to come back to what the fuck was I talking about? Perplexity, Google, meeting. I need to pause. Oh yeah, I'm back. So um, basically I'm, I also did this podcast for selfish reasons. I was just fed up with myself. I never created a podcast with like, this is going to bring me to the top of the YouTube charts. You see what's happening with all of these YouTubers. Everyone is quitting because they're, they got burned out by having to satisfy the audience all of the time. Like they had ideas maybe for 10 videos, 15, 30, 50. But when you, you, when you got to make a hundred, when you make this your job, your source of income, like you need to clickbait, you need, you need to do the thumbnails with like, oh, you'll never believe whatever, you need to create drama and bullshit. I don't want to go in that route. Like it's exhausting, I can already see how that is exhausting. So I decided for me, for myself, I need people to hold me accountable about certain things. And I created this for myself. So I'm not going to optimize it. I'm not going to measure the views. I appreciate your comments because it's not, it's not about feeding the algorithm. It's about you literally give me solutions. Like I couldn't find baby carrots. Someone was like, hey, here's a link to baby carrots. And I enjoy this. I don't know for how long I'm going to do it, but I definitely don't expect it to do miracles on my channel. I'm grateful. Like I think um, I got a couple hundred extra subscribers or whatever, but I'm not expecting a solo podcast from literally a nobody. There are solo podcasts from stand-up comedians who are like very popular. They still get a couple thousand views. So I don't expect this, you know, to blow up. But I also have to think like Bill Borg has been doing his podcast for probably, I don't know, from 2008 or something like that, or maybe even earlier. And he got popular in the last couple of years. So I'll just keep ranting until I have the stamina to do this. If it's only 30 minutes in my day and now I can press done and I move on with my day, I'll keep doing it. We'll see if it's going to stay on this channel or move to another channel or be audio only. For now, I enjoy it and I don't give a fuck about um, the metrics. So yeah, what else was it, was it saying? Perplexity, something, something. Then I started using perplexity and it gives you better um, search results than Google. So I started for the first time in my life, I changed my default search engine in Arc from Google to perplexity. I don't like that it takes a couple of seconds, but when you ask it just a generic question, it just comes up with better answers than Google. In Google, you got to tweak your, your freaking thing. I, I also installed the Raycast extension and we'll see how long it's going to take for me to freaking remove this thing. But for now, I, I, I like it. I have a meeting with a designer soon for landing pages. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm If the first result is good, I'm going to pay her to do all the landing pages like Kitsa.io, Benji.so, Glink. Um, what else do we have? Sizzy. Probably it's like that meme of, uh, what was that show called? Two and a Half Men, where they're forgetting about the kid on the playground. And I'm probably forgetting one of my biggest things, but whatever. I'm going to revamp all of the landing pages soon. Um, and I think like um, yesterday I mentioned Tailwind and a lot of people are like, oh, I thought you said you hated Tailwind. Um, one of the reasons I forgot to mention why I would do Tailwind for my landing pages, I want to make a bunch of finally, make a bunch of reusable components because all my products are similar. Like I have, no matter how the landing page is designed, like the structure will be similar. Like the engine of like, we want to show off some features in different sections, whatever. So I want to make that reusable across landing pages. Like if we do it with Framer or whatever, it's going to take like doing it from scratch every time. I'm not sure how Framer is reusing components across things. Maybe it does. I have no idea. But I'm open to start, like even though I don't like Tailwind for apps, I'm open to start using it for landing pages. Maybe not me. Uh, yeah, that's the second reason that I forgot to mention yesterday is like, it's going to be way easier to find Tailwind developers than it's going to be easy to find Mantin developers, for example. Because if I say, hey, I have these five landing page designs and I have I, I need 
someone to convert them from design to a tailwind page, you're gonna find a billion people. But if you're like, uh, I need developers who can do this in Mantine, but not the latest version, version six, you're gonna find three people. Me, myself, and I. Those are the three fucking people. Um, what else did I wanna say about the tailwind? I don't know, thoughts just went uh, places. 32 minutes. I didn't get to answer the question. Jesus, every time I think I have time in this podcast and I, I just fill it with 30 minutes of material. So I will leave this um, for another time. I also have a bunch of other things. I'm going to give you the content for the day because yesterday the podcast got cut off and I didn't say any of these things. So let's go rapid fire content. For book, I want to mention something here. I realize that I don't have my reading habit because I'm going to pick a book that's either too complex, like the book. I abandoned the book right now, which is called Abandon. Get it? I abandoned because that's what it said in the title. I picked it up. I read abandon and I immediately abandoned the book because it's with like two timelines. There's like a present timeline. It is like a past timeline. And the other problem is like it, it's complex in that regard. There's too many characters and I did too long of a break to continue the book. Now, if I go back, like I don't know even in which timeline they're going to be talking about. What were the characters when like when they mention all the names? I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And that makes me not want to pick up the book at night. So I decided I'm going to look at this bookshelf and I'm going to figure out maybe maybe this wasn't the part that got cut off from yesterday's log. Whatever. If if you already heard this yesterday, just skip it. Fuck off. Um, I was trying to look at the books here, but most of them I've read them or they're too complex. Like we have Dune, we have Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, um, Game of Thrones. Like all of them are like this big too complex, some of them written in like older language with, with too many fucking weird words that I don't know and it's not a Kindle that you can look up a word. So it makes the reading habit exhausting. So I figured this out. How can I make my habits easy? In order to get to the reading habit, I gotta find a simple book and I'm even open to going back. It's not going back, but just young adult book, like the category young adult, sometimes has amazing gems and it doesn't mean that it's only for young adults. Like I think Harry Potter falls in the group young adult, but you have actual old ass adults who are 60 years old, who are rereading Harry Potter. Um, one of my favorite books ever, my favorite trilogy ever, which falls in the category of young adult, but it's freaking amazing. HBO even made a show about it. It's called My 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 Dark Materials. It's called His Dark Materials. Way better than Harry Potter. Sorry, Hermione fans. Sorry, Haima, Ravenclaw, shut up. His Dark Materials, the book, is one of the best trilogies, best books, best fiction I've read in my life. It's fucking amazing. Love it. Um... So yeah, it was simple to read. It wasn't that complex. I mean, it's not a children's book, but it's simpler to read than like something like Game of Thrones. So now I picked up um, a, a Agatha or Agatha Christie, however you you say her name, because I've read I read one of her books when we were on vacation. I'm like, holy shit! How did I miss out on this type of books? Like murder mysteries, whodunits they call it. Have you heard of this word? Whodunit? Like it's one word. Who done it? Um, so so I fell in love completely with this genre. I ordered. Um, a couple of books from Anthony Horowitz, also freaking amazing. I think two books. He has two popular books, freaking amazing murder mysteries. And then I went to, uh, into Agatha Christie and I'm like, holy shit, there's a reason why she's the GOAT. Like these books are God knows how many years old. They're easy to read. They're amazing. One of my favorite ones is called And Then There Were None. It's like horror-ish. Like, it gives you a creepy, uneasy vibe, especially when you read it at night. And it's definitely an amazing fiction book. So I found an unread book from her on the shelf. I put it next to my bed. We'll see if I'll get back to my reading habit. But now when I look at the book, I'm like, okay, there's something simple there. I can just go back to my reading habit. Anyway, just a tip. Maybe it's going to help you. Maybe you're reading two books or too complex, too big, too whatever. Movie, Memento, an old movie by Christopher Nolan, I think. Definitely you should watch it. It's fucking mind-blowing. I should rewatch it. TV show, Arrested Development. If you haven't seen the first three seasons, 
It's one of the most hilarious shows ever. That meme, there are dozens of us, dozens, comes from Arrested Development. Don't look at the other seasons. Season one, two, three are freaking amazing. One of the best comedies. Um, game, I'll give a shout out to Overcooked because it's the game that's going to test your marriage. If you manage to finish this game with your wife, you're going to stay together or with your girlfriend or with your partner, whatever. My wife has a funny theory about games, which is stuck in my head. Uh, we got to the final boss and we tried to beat him one to two times. And she was like, what's the point? We kind of beat the game because after the final boss, there's nothing. This blew my mind. I'm like, I kind of hate that logic, but it also makes 100% sense. 100% sense. Like I'm playing Hades right now. I've been through all of the things. I got to the final boss and I got him at like 20% health bar. What will I achieve if I finish it? Like he has some internal satisfaction, but she also has a point that you beat the game. Move on. Oh, pause for water. Final thing is, is music. So I'm going to give a shout out to this artist called NF. Um, Eminem called him an effing recovery clone. N effing recovery era clone of me. So it was like a slight diss in one of Eminem's songs. But this guy is awesome. I like the topics he's rapping about. He's rapping clean. He's not swearing. And still, um, for me, he's like, I wouldn't definitely put him on the like top, top 10 or top 15 list. But he's like really, really, really good. And he has a song with a music video, which is an absolute banger. I wish I could leave links. I wish I wasn't a lazy fuck. Maybe MJ, you can help me with this. Anytime I mention this, you can find the links and you can just put them in the description or in a comment. And then I can pin it. So the song is called Time and the video is called Time. If you've been through a breakup recently, definitely don't watch this music video. It's going to tear you apart. The music video is very emotional. The song lyrics, unfortunately, I identify with them 100%. Like they, they cut to the core when you read this shit about like being too obsessed with your thoughts and, and with your work and this and that. Like it's a fucking amazing song. So NF, shout out to NF and the song Time. He's definitely watching this. He's nodding his head right now. He's like, yeah, thank you for shouting me out. Kids on the kids cast, right? <laughs> so I think that's it. Donuts, thank you very much for watching. Join our Discord, follow me on Twitter, do all of the things, do the homework, do your to-do list or do whatever the fuck you want. Thank you for listening. Who is the singer of Chandelier? See ya in the next one.